Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Edition of the John Party One Hills Papa DJ. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Whew. Happy Friday, everybody. Going on. Hey, happy Friday to you guys. Hey, it's almost New Year's Eve. This year uh-huh. is about to get on out of here. Yeah. Can you yeah. believe it? 2022 nope. is about to kick rocks. <laughs> you sound like you're glad. You know what? I actually am. 2022, mm-hmm. there's been a lot going on. And I okay. think I've, I personally, I have had enough. I'm ready to okay. do another year now. Let's do something different. <laughs> okay. I can respect that. What about you, Papa? Uh, how was your year? It wasn't too bad. More highs than lows, so I can say that. So that's good. One bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's up? Mm-hmm. How, how about your year, Kel? How was twenty twenty two for you? Uh, I had some ups and downs, good times, bad times, some good memories with some good friends. So I have to say, um, I think the good times outweigh the bad. So. Just uh, All right. blessed and glad this year's over with, like you said, ready for next year. See what's going to uh, happen next year. All right. All right. Well, we hope everybody enjoyed or at least got through 2022 and uh, wishing everybody a good next year. So, Papa Didi, what's your uh, opening topic for tonight? What's opening on your topic. mind? You got something for us? Well, uh, we're going to talk about this story a little later on, but I just want to go around the table and ask what do people think of this guy, this uh, New York uh, Congress-elect guy named uh, George Santos. He uh, lied his ass off Mm. about everything in his life. And I'm sure other people do that as well, but... What do you think about this guy getting caught lying about his religion, lying about his education, lying about his job history? I mean, this man was a lied about everything and was elected congressman of New York, and he still is not going to resign or anything. He's like, fuck it. Yes. What do you think about that? Oh, me? Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. I think he should not be allowed to serve. I understand that he was elected and all that, 
But when you got all those lies on top of lies the way he did, it just seems like there should be some rule. If they don't have one, they need to make one that says, you know, we know politicians lie, but this was like taking it to the extreme. So my personal opinion is that he shouldn't be allowed to to take that office. They should hold an emergency election and elect somebody else. Mm. What do you think, Kevin? Um, I guess my question is why? Why do you have to lie to to get a position? Is it because you you know that's not like some insecurities to me? Like you don't think you're good enough um, for people to elect you, so you have to lie about like you said your and this and that and you know you know you boosting yourself up as far as on your credentials why that's my way to answer the question why so, I don't know I don't even but, know if uh, he knows yeah but you know I, I think maybe somebody told him that's what you have to do to get ahead you have to tell some lies to get ahead so I just uh, feel for him, you know, feel sorry for him. You know, everybody knows, so everything is out, I guess. Right, Papa? Is that what you're saying? Everybody knows um, the situation as far as his school and everything. He lied. Yeah, everybody verified it and, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. It, my my thing is, what are our values now? What are we looking at as as Society, we just letting this stuff slide and letting it go. Um, you know, what do we value anymore? <laughs> so, yeah, that's I a good know. question. It's crazy. Now, well, what's your opinion on it, Papa Didi? You know, that was a good point you said, Kel, on the back end as far as what's our values. You're right because first of all, this man been lying all the time. He finally got caught. So whatever he was perpetrating has been going on for a long time. He also lied and said that some of his co-workers was killed in that uh, that club. What was that club that got shot up in... Uh, it was in Florida. In Florida. Um, yeah, it was a gay it. club that was... Um, yeah, that that's what first um, let the cat out the bag. Because the lady who lost a child in that particular in that uh, shooting, knew everybody in there mm-hmm. that 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 was killed in the situation, and he she said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, this person wasn't that." Per-. You know, she she but he, what I'm saying is that this man been lying his whole life. Mm-hmm. So first of all, he's about as he's about as guilty to everything. You know what what it goes back to is that when you when you're not allowed to for felons they can't vote. Or felons, you know, somebody come out of jail, they can't do nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in some states. So what's it? What, so most states. Mm-hmm. Well, what, so what the hell? What's the difference in him? He doesn't exist. His information don't exist. Anytime you lie, I mean, your religion is one thing. You can lie about that. I mean, that's you know, if you're gonna go along, get along. You're gonna say you're Jewish to hang out with the Jews, or you're Islamic to hang out with the Muslims. That's your business. But when you start lying about your your education, you know, and your your uh, job history, that you know that's that's a fraud right there. He's yeah. this man's a big 
fraud. He really is. And, and like you said, to go back to what you said, Kettle, why aren't people fighting to get this guy out of there? Why is everybody accepting it? Just like the Republicans with different things that Trump do, and everybody just let that go. I mean, I think mm-hmm. the, the world has gotten so soft, man. We, we've gotten, you know, I watched a movie today. Um, it was a war picture of World War II called uh, U, U something, U5. I don't want to get the number wrong, but U, U541. It was about a ship, a U-boat called U547 or something like that. But it, it starred uh, Matthew McConaughey and a few other people. It was a good flick about these uh, soldiers, these sailors that took over a uh, German submarine during World War II. It was crazy. They just went to water and got aboard the submarine and everything and took it over and shot down German ship. Crazy. I'm saying all that to say that the world ain't got soft, man. People people have gotten soft. You look back on World War II and Vietnam, people that fought for our country. We are some soft-ass people nowadays, man, for not being at war. And Republicans are saying a bunch of stuff, you know, um, you know, what's that dude's name? Cruz from Texas and everything. And people just saying all kinds of stuff. Uh, Marjorie Green saying all kinds of stuff. We, we done got soft. We don't hold nobody accountable for nothing. Everybody does what they want to do. It's a mess. It's, it's an absolute mess. It really is. Okay. Well, shall we yeah. shift gears and go into the uh, in focus? I'm sorry, go into the rundown. <laughs> I was ready okay. to jump in here. I see. Okay. Okay. All right, my bad. All right, Carol, over to you. Can you give us the uh, the final rundown for twenty twenty two? All right. Okay. Uh in focus, Southwest Flight, um, up evil was a system failure. Also, key architect of Michigan governor kidnapping plot sentence, and more false claims from uh, uh, New York representative elect George Santos. Here we go. Our cocktail of the week is called "Set the New Year on Fire." What's popping with Papa Didi? Um, our weird news, of course, we have to lighten it up. Ants demonstrate their curious funeral practices. Also, Japan sets loose creepy robot monster wolves. And Mako the pit bull doesn't realize he's not a cat. All right. I'm just saying with red wine, imagine America without black people. Wow. Living for the city with Papa Dini, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss it list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, and get your favorite cocktail. And we'll be back with In Focus. All right. I guess we'll take uh, one quick break, and then we're going to jump right into it. All right, we'll be back on the other side of this quick break. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? You know what time it is. Do you have any idea what time it is? What time is it? You know what time it is. It's time for the Friday night pajama party show.
Uh, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. Now it's time for In Focus. And Kettle, you're up first. All right. Well, Southwest, some, some hot water here. Um, the U.S. Secretary Pete Buttigieg, that's my boy, he got involved on Wednesday. He put the pressure up on Southwest Airlines, saying thousands more canceled flights indicated a system failure at the low-cost carrier. Um, goes on to say U.S. Airlines had canceled thousands of flights as a massive winter storm swept over much of the country before and during the Christmas holiday weekend. The Southwest woes have deepened while other airlines have largely recovered. So Southwest has canceled a total of more than 14,000, listen to what I'm saying, 14,500 flights since last Friday. On Wednesday, it canceled 2,500 flights, um, according to the um, flight tracker website, Flight Aware. Southwest told um, Rutgers it would reimburse customers to travel-related costs and had already proceeded thousands of requests. It also said employees all, uh, across the airline were helping crews in many functions. Um, Delta Airlines said in an email it had capped fares in all domestic international markets where Southwest um, operates. The program includes over 700 nonstop markets and are valid through December the 31st. So, uh, hey, I don't blame Cooter J getting involved because it's, it's, that's a lot of flights. Why make these flights, try to get people where they have to go, and you have to cancel? That's crazy. That's just greed. You know, you're just getting people's money, and then you're going to say you're going to reimburse them later? Uh-uh. And they're not able to travel, not to get from point A to point B. I saw a guy on um, TV a couple of days ago. He said they flew him from, he was coming from Houston, Came to BWI, then the flight, the next connecting flight was was delayed. So they flew him back to Houston, and then brought him back to BWI. How stupid is that? That's too much. Yeah. Why would you even do that? Agree to do that? Why? Why not just stay in Baltimore? Put me up in a hotel, and I'll just sit tight. So. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that uh, the Secretary of State is getting involved in what's going on. Um, also saw a lot of people leaving. I guess they left their luggage. Um, there was a lot of unclaimed luggage. Uh, I don't know how many pieces, well, but it was just a lot of unclaimed luggage. So, it, wasn't, it wasn't that they left it. What had happened was people okay. were booked on a flight. They checked their luggage. The luggage went wherever it goes in the airport when it's supposed to go to your flight. And then mm-hmm. while you're going through security and whatnot, the flight got canceled at some point okay. between the time the luggage was checked and the time they could have boarded. When those flights get canceled, now the luggage is like, I, I don't know where it goes. It's like airport limbo. You know, your bags are somewhere on. between where you checked them and wherever the plane is. So if the flight gets canceled, now the luggage is somewhere. And, like, I saw that on the news, too. It was just uh, 
uh, what was that, the baggage claim area? Right. It was mm-hmm. full of luggage. Just rows and rows of luggage. But they, they were categorizing the luggage, so I give them kudos for that. But um, I guess you just have to eventually claim it, you know, wherever you decide you're going to be. It's like you may be in one state and your luggage is in another state, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, that can happen too. Uh, yeah, actually that did happen. Because if you were transferring yeah. to another flight and then that mm-hmm. flight, the second leg got canceled, mm-hmm. your luggage potentially could have made it on a secondary flight and got on right. to wherever you were trying to go, but you're still stuck at that stop. So, And there was a lot of other crazy. factors, though, in those flights being mm-hmm. canceled because, you know, some of those places like, uh, where are those hubs, Papa Didi? And there one in Colorado, Denver? Well, BWI is one. Denver, Colorado is another. I think Atlanta <laughs> is another one. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Chicago. some of these places that are major hubs, when the when the weather became a factor, like in mm-hmm. Colorado, they got the weather first. So when everything got shut down out west, some of those pilots and crews that would have been flying in from the west to the east were stuck. So then you had a shortage of crews, and they couldn't take their planes up on the east because they didn't have enough staff to fly the plane. So it was, you know, once again, the domino effect. So it was all kind of stuff going on. Even though yeah. some of the stuff was weather-related, the weather was not, like, directly the issue everywhere, but all it took was for the weather to start the problem out west and then cascade right. toward the east, and you ended up with the mess that they ended up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happened. Well, like I said, Buddha J got involved, so let's go see. Let's see what's going to happen after that. See if they get some results or some reimbursement or something, because yeah. you can't give me no reimbursement two or three years later. I need mine now. <laughs> so. Well, I heard them say on the news on TV that uh, good luck trying to reach Southwest, Delta, and whomever on the phone, because everything is so backed up when you try to call to apply for your reimbursement and stuff. People were saying they can't even get anybody on the phone to, to apply for the reimbursement. So, good luck. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show you don't don't travel during the holidays. I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. So. Yeah, that might be the lesson learned. Well, you know, let let me say this here too. I think that people also need to understand two things. One is that the airlines are just as human as anything else, okay? When it's bad weather, they're going to mark off sick like you may mark off sick with a job at Walmart. Nobody wants to go into bad weather. A pilot may say, no, I ain't, man, you see the weather in Denver? I'm not going out there, blah, 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 you know? And another thing, too, I think that people traveling need to stop being so stupid as well. I've seen people, and I mean stupid with a capital S, I see people that book flights. Now, me personally, okay, the number one thing I want to do when it comes to flying, I know everybody can't do it, but I want to fly early, and I want to, and I want to fly direct, okay? I don't mind getting to the airport at 4 o'clock in the morning for a 6 o'clock flight 
if I'm going to California because it's a direct flight that's going to get me there at a decent time and I ain't got to deal with nothing else. But you got some people, a lot of young people, that want to save a couple hundred dollars, they'll, they will do flights that have three connections. They'll fly from BWI and they'll go up north to Boston. And I am not exaggerating or bullshitting. They'll go BWI to Boston, Boston to Charlotte, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina to Denver, Colorado, and then Denver to L.A. And I am not bullshitting. They do it all the time. And and then they'll get in L.A. like 930 that night. And they say, oh, well, I saved $300 and blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and and it's like, now, first of all, a connecting flight is not really a connecting flight. That's your connecting flight. A connecting flight is actually a normal flight going on this normal business that you just happen to be on. Okay? And the fact that you hopped on a flight that just happened to be going to North Carolina, they, they'll put you on that. Because they say, okay, well, if you want to get on this flight here, then we're going to send you from North Carolina to Denver and then to L.A. And, you know what I mean? And people do that. And that's most of the people that you see in the airport that's all up in disarray. Or people that got two or three connecting flights. And when something cancels, that could be the first leg of a three-leg trip that's canceled. So the first leg of their trip canceled. Now they can't even make the second connection on a different flight from a different city because they all jacked up. So, you know, people got to also understand that you don't be flying all over the damn world to get somewhere either. You know, so it's just a lot of people and a lot of things involved. And remember, too, like I said earlier, these people mark off sick and run into situations like anything else. So it's a, it's a like it says a domino effect yeah, that everybody got to, everybody got to be smart when they make their reservation. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Yeah. Yep. Point taken. Mm-hmm. Travel mm-hmm. smart. Travel and smart. Be careful traveling during the holidays because that's when things mm-hmm. are really tight. Is a lot of people mm-hmm. trying to get from one place to another. There's a lot going on. If so. you can't afford that four hundred fifty dollar flight, then you may not be you may not be able to afford to fly. Period. That just may be your your issue. So don't don't look at it like you're trying to spend that two hundred and ten dollars. Exactly. You know. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Let me get off this All right. Well, I want to talk about what happened with these people in Michigan that were trying to kidnap the governor. I'm so glad that this is finally being resolved. This is a a right-wing militia member has finally been convicted in the plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. This guy was sentenced to over 19 years in prison in a U.S. District Court a day after another ringleader had been sentenced to 16 years. The two sentences were the biggest-handed so far in the foiled plot, but it still fell short of the life sentences that were sought by the prosecutors. Now, I would just say this. How are you going for a life sentence when they didn't even get to carry it out? The woman was not kidnapped. 
and and don't get me wrong, I'm not on the side of the, of the kidnappers, but I'm just saying by the law, I don't even know why the prosecutors were trying to get a life sentence for these guys. To me, I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Now, had they succeeded, maybe that would have been different. But anyway, the guy's name that was involved that got sentenced was Barry Croft. I need to put him on the kiss it list. Barry Croft, 47. He's a member of the far-right group called the Three Percenters, some kind of militia group. He was convicted in August by a federal court in Grand Rapids, Michigan, of plotting to abduct the Democratic governor. In case y'all didn't know, she is a Democratic governor in Michigan. And Adam Fox, who's 39, was also a member of this group called the Three Percenters. He was convicted of the same charges at that same trial, and he got 16 years in prison. Now, both of them were also given five years of supervised release beyond that sentence. So if I'm understanding, when they say beyond, does that mean once they've served their time, then they have the five years of supervised release? That's what it sounds like, because it says supervised release. So sounds like after they get released, they got five years of supervised, you know, whatever. So both of these guys, Kraft and Fox, were among the 13 men that were arrested back in October 2020 for this conspiracy to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Prosecutors also accused these two men um, of trying to trigger a second American revolution. That's what they thought they were going to do. And they thought that this second American revolution would be kicked off by kidnapping Governor Whitmer. And these people got some issues going on in their head. So Croft, who appeared in front of the U.S. District Court Judge Robert Jonker for sentencing on Wednesday of this week, uh, they said he had no visible reaction to the sentence. He just sat there like a like a statue, like, like whatever. Um, now the plot that they had uh, to break into the plot was Croft and Fox. Croft and Fox were going to break in to Governor Whitmer's vacation home and kidnap her at gunpoint, and then they were going to make her stand trial, you know, that they were going to put her on their trial on bogus treason charges, and then they were going to have her face execution. They were also found guilty of conspiring to use a weapon of mass destruction, which was some kind of an explosive device, that prosecutors said was intended to hinder law enforcement's response to their planned kidnapping. So whatever they were planning to blow up, they they got them on that. But again, they didn't get to do it. So nonetheless, prosecutors said that the whole thing was, you know, a right-wing militia group and it was a risk to public health measures and, and this is why they were so pissed off at her because of the COVID-19 pandemic and because of her support for Joe Biden and all of these reasons, they felt like they needed to put her on trial and execute her. So uh, there was a couple of witnesses who, of course, you know, sung like birds and told different things, and that's how they finally got to these two guys and a few other people who have been sentenced as well. There were three other men 
that were tried together in state court that were convicted back in October for being supporting members of all of this. And they were in another group called the Wolverine Watchmen Militia. They got minimum sentences of 10, 12, and 7 years, those three men. Now, this just goes to show you, though, this is the kind of stuff going on in, I'll call it white America. You got plots and people with these little militia groups and right-wing groups and alt, alt, whatever they call them, you know, they're all just another word for racist uh, supremacist groups under some other name. But this is the kind of stuff that they've been cooking up. Now, they were out here trying to kidnap the governor of Michigan. They were planning to execute this woman. And fortunately, they were stopped because the plot got exposed, and they're going to jail. But you better believe they weren't the only members of these groups. There's still some of these nutcases out there still feeling the same way. You know, it's like nobody is safe. This is why I think you see so much craziness going on in this country, because you have people like this who think like this and feel like this that are willing, if you can get enough of them together, to go out here and do something crazy or try to. This stuff is frightening to me. I'm glad they were stopped, and I'm glad some of them, you know, talked, and I'm sure to get a lesser sentence like the one that only got seven years, you know. But... The point I'm making is that these folks are out there. And the ones that got caught and and sentenced, they were not acting alone. I'm sure when they all get together and have their little crazy meetings, it's a bunch of folk up in that room, don't you think? They're not sitting up in those rooms and meetings with five or six people. They out Mm -hmm. here recruiting people and, man. Crazy. But anyway, that's all I got on that one. But I'm going to put those two, Barry Croft and Adam Fox, on the kiss it list. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks. That was a good one. All right. Over to you, Papa Didi. What's your in focus? Well, this is what we talked about earlier, this this guy, uh, George Santos. I'm not even sure that's his damn real name. Because, hmm. I mean, this this man has been lying his ass off from the very beginning. And he goes against everything in life that you need to do when it comes to you being who you are. I mean, this man was, was literally lying about everything. And it just, it just comes full circle. And he just, he after a while, you know, the term is he began to believe his own hype. And just kept it going. And so people started verifying everything, you know. Um, they say that he, first of all, he's the uh, representative-elect from New York. He's from the area of, um, if you know New York at all, he's up there by Nassau County. Nassau County is up there in uh, in the Long Island area of uh, New York, which is a very sophisticated, very uh, well-funded, very bougie area. You know, Long Island, New York is no joke when it comes to money and people. Well, they just, you know, they've a lot of people there are living off the people from the past, you know, off of World War II. They went up there years ago to those fabulous homes, and now those houses are worth millions up there. But the grandparents and the great-grandparents that brought them originally after World War II, you know, they brought them for like 
thirty, forty thousand. Now they're worth over, you know, ten, fifteen million dollars per house up there on the water and everything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, George Santos made additional false claims over the years about his family history, work history, education, you know, and campaigning appearances over the years. Okay, well, view a statement of a review of statements made in two of his campaigns. To Congress had been found. Also, uh, CNN's K file un- un- uncovered uh, more falsehoods from him, including claims that he was forced to leave a New York City private school when his family real estate assets took a downturn, and stated that he represented Goldman Sachs at a top financial conference where he berated the company for investing in uh, renewables. And he claimed he was all this stuff. In one interview, he said that his mother's family, his, they were historically, the, the Jewish name was Zubrowski. Mm. The last appearance to, uh, the, and later he appeared to uh, operate a GoFundMe campaign for a pet charity, which he falsely claimed was a 501c nonprofit under that alias. But to come to find out, that was untrue. And uh, he spoke that he, they, he they, the Jews also said there was no evidence that his mother was under a Jewish or Ukrainian uh, historical family tree. Okay, he also said his family fled to Brazil in the 1800s, and uh, he was a white immigrant from Belgium. I mean, this motherfucker was just talking all kinds of shit, okay? Mm. And people were believing it. You know, they voted on him. And he he, he won the election up there because what he did was he focused on everything that had to do with the people that was voting for him, mm-hmm. you know, up there with the Jewish people, Ukraine neighborhood, a lot of Russians up in that area, U- Ukrainians in that area, Jewish people in that area, and he claimed that he was with, with, with uh, Goldman Sachs to get the white vote of people that believe in Goldman Sachs. You know, Goldman Sachs is always in the news about different white people that work for that company or represented by that company and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just a barefaced liar. You know, across the board with everything, and they caught him up in everything. So they're trying to investigate this guy now to see what's up. But but the the moral, of the whole story is the fact that he's not going to resign. He's like I was, I was voted for. Fuck it, I'm in. But why do you run like an idiot, like uh, Marjorie Green? You know, she's a fucking idiot and she won. So you could have ran as an idiot and probably still won. Mm-hmm. But all that trumped up stuff you said that was lies was that even necessary? And you're going to keep on as lies until you get caught. And now you're going to be bold and cocky and say, I'm not going nowhere. So at that point, us as, as Americans, like, what are we, uh, you know, what what are we, uh, what are we doing? How are we letting everybody get away with whatever they want to get away with? Everybody except blacks, of course. Mm. Now, if he was a black man lying like, lying like that, oh, my God, he would have been done, right? Of course. They would throw his ass under the bus, said, you lying black motherfucker. We ain't going to give you shit. You ain't going to get in office. So that's how you got to look at it is what what would they have done is his ass was black lying like that. So I tell you, it's very interesting. Yeah, I see. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand another. how he's getting away with it. You know, because the Republicans... Because he's one of them now. That's on their team. The Republicans are staying tight-lipped about it. Mm-hmm. Some of them have been questioned. So they want the seat. And they're basically saying, hey, we're not mm-hmm. saying anything. We have nothing to say. No comment. 
Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I'm sure they are pressed for seats. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. But that's a good point, Papa Didi. They are pressed for seats. They want the seats. Because Carrie Lake out there in uh, Arizona that was running Mm -hmm. for, what was it, governor? She Mm -hmm. Not only did she lose after the recount, but now they have told her, you owe money to your uh, opponent because of the cost of that recount. You know, that... That money has to come from somewhere. People get paid when you do all those recounts. So now she owes mm-hmm. money. I don't know if it goes directly to her opponent or if it goes to the state, but there is money owed. There is an invoice that is sitting in with her name on it saying, you owe money, Carrie Lake. And there was another, I can't remember now, where was the other recount? There was another recount done in another state, Ah, I can't think of the name of it, where this one was actually under something else, and after they completed the recount, they found out that the Democrat won. So now that seat has been flipped. So there's a lot of stuff going on here. People keep, you know, talking all this about the recount and meddling with the votes and all. Well, some of the Democrats are coming out on top with recounts that they didn't even ask for. You know, these are the results of recounts that the Republicans asked for, for some other, you know what I'm saying, for like for some other issue or something. And then they find, mm-hmm. oh, okay, yeah, well, we found that the numbers were wrong and your Democratic <laughs> opponent over in here actually won. <laughs> so, yeah, mm-hmm. they are pressed for seats. Yeah, kind of turned on them, sound like it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wow. getting pretty crazy out here. Ooh, I tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. A lot. It's about that mm-hmm. time. It's time for a cocktail. Okay. This time is crazy. <laughs> oh, is that what that noise is? Time for a cocktail? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm shaking my ice. It is time. You got okay. a good one for us this week, Kettle? I sure do. It's called Set the New Year on Fire. Oh, watch out. Well, let me do the intro. It is time for Kettle and the Cocktail of the Week, week, week. Go for it, Kettle. The last one of 2022 is called Set the New Year on Fire. And that's what Mm. we're going to do with this particular cocktail. Uh, It is easy to make and can be constructed right into the glass. So we're going to muddle the mint and lime juice with simple syrup. Then added uh, your booze ingredients and fresh ice. All that's left is the flaming lime shell. You add a sugar cube into the uh, into the spent husk of the lime shell. Soak it with a dash of 151 proof uh, rum. That's how we got to get it lit. And you're light uh, your way. You light it on fire. So those ingredients include six mint leaves, three-fourth ounces of lime juice, freshly squeezed, one, one-and-a-half ounces of simple syrup, two ounces of the uh, Bowmore 12-ounce, I'm sorry, 12-year uh, single malt scotch or scotch of your choice, uh, half an ounce of Campari, and uh, garnish with the flaming lime shell. So uh, that is set the new year on fire. And it looks Delicious. Wow. So what's with the flame and lime shell? What is that? 
it just goes on top of the uh, the cocktail. It makes sure you, you distinguish it. I guess I'm not sure if you taste the lime after or not, but maybe you squeeze the lime. Uh, you know, uh, you know, once you're finished, once the fire is out, you know, squeeze the rest oh, okay. of the lime on. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. I'm not trying to lose my eyebrows while I set the new year on fire. Oh no, no! You got to make sure that that's distinguished. You know. Okay. Don't don't be crazy. <laughs> Once you're here for next year, 2023. Once you're here. So, All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that, Wing Kettle. That is the right. set the new year on fire from Kettle. Yeah. And the cocktail of the week is brought to you by DC Homegrown, our parent company, and Kettle. On the Pajama Party Show. Ooh, that's a good one. Last one of the year. Set the new year on fire. I like it a lot. All right, Papa Didi, we're going to shift gears. And Oh, by the way, we're not taking any calls tonight. Happy New Year's Eve. Eve? Is it New Year's Eve? Eve, right? Yeah. Yep. New Year's Eve, Eve. We're not going to take any calls tonight, so sit back and enjoy the show. And we're going to go to Papa Didi. And uh, what's popping, Papa Didi? Well, since we ain't taking our calls, I'm going to say stuff to piss people off. That way they can't call in and Uh-oh. bitch back at me. You know, I want to talk about how soft people are, first of all. You know, I spoke on it earlier with nobody coming down on this Congress guy. But just in life, period, I think that we're... If you're if you're a person of a certain age, you're dealing with a a, a group of uh, younger people that are just soft, you know. I mean, soft. I mean, they want what they want right now, you know. Not only they want what they want right now, but they want the luxuries right now, which is evident. Let's say in a place like Washington D.C., where they're leasing people apartments for $2,300 a month, $2,400 a month, $2,500 a month for a one-bedroom, you know? You go there in Northeast, starting at New York Avenue, in that area, all all around, you name it, uh, First Street, uh, K, L, all them little high-rise places out there that they have around that whole Second, third, fourth, and K, L, all up in those areas. They're building buildings as big as, as fast as people can rent them. And these are all a bougie young yuppies that are out of college making big money. Because they realize the first three, four years out of college, they, they you know, all they want is a, is a dog, you know. And if you go up there in that area, you'll see everybody walking dogs. The building allows dogs. The buildings have uh gyms in them, all kinds of exercise areas. You've seen them. You ride down First Street in D.C. right there off of New York Avenue. and You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You've seen these tall high-rise buildings all up and down. The first thing you see is a fitness center through the window. They want you to see those treadmills and all. Oh, wow. You know. And they, up on the roof of the same building, you can go and have your little affairs, your parties, your get-togethers, whatever, all the lofts and everything, big areas, big, you know. But they're charging people $3,000 a month for one bedroom. Yeah. And they're getting it. Because these jokers is going in jobs. They're making a buck twenty, buck twenty-five a year. As a simple analyst 
and some of them were working from home. But some of these rich companies, all they want them to do is have a, a degree, mm. and they're making money. But what I'm saying is that, getting back on saying, people are soft. They, nobody wants to struggle. Nobody wants to live in a mediocre neighborhood and make their way toward a decent neighborhood. They want to move in a, a bougie neighborhood from the start at 23, 24, 25 years old. And then you may have your, your average uh, non-college people that are more based on families. You know, they want to live like their mother and fathers. You know, they don't want to go get an apartment somewhere in the hood somewhere or somewhere in a, I wouldn't say the hood, but some lower income area so, so they can strive and build and, and you know, become something they're supposed to become. Because life is a becoming factor, you know. You're not born in anything unless your ass is rich. Anybody of a certain age can talk about their old neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, oh, where am I from? Oh, I'm from such, 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 and such. has nothing to do with you where you live now if you're in your 50s and 60s. But if you're in your 20s and 30s and you if you ain't got it like that financially, you should be struggling a little bit or living somewhere that's more affluent until you can get what you got, you know? Or get what you need. You know, remember busting loose? Keep what you got till you get what you need. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to take a lot just to get what you need sometime. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the song or the lines or somewhat the lines to the song? That's what he said. You know, I think, you know, Chuck Brown was telling people that you got to struggle a little bit before you can step up. But young people don't want to do that today. Mm-hmm. They want to live. They want to live just like their mama and daddy. Like the older brother or sister, you know? Straight to the top. Straight to the top. I mean, not all of them. Some of them are successful people at their age, and God bless those who are pulling up their bootstraps and doing their things. But, you know, the, the nieces and nephews want to live just like the uncles and aunts. And if the nieces and nephews got money and they're successful, then so be it. God bless them. That's good. That's where you're supposed to be if you did your thing and put the work in. But if you've been bullshitting, how do you expect to live like your 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 aunt and uncle or your mother and father who are 25, 30 years older than you, and you just want to get what they get? And if you can't get what they get, you're going to hang on their belt loop until you, you're going to be a fucking nuisance to them so they can keep breaking you off so you can get what you need or think think you need because you want to be like them. And every opportunity that comes along that your age group or your generation to get or have, you want to bypass that because you want to jump in somebody else's blessings, and Ooh. you don't. You don't. Not only you not deserve it, but you can't afford it. Mm. And how more? How often do we see that? How often we see the weak jokers out there just and don't. Now let's not even scribble in the drugs. And when I say drugs, I'm talking something as simple as marijuana. Okay, how many people out there are hooked on that? Now, if you're a responsible person, you can pay for your own shit, then that's cool. But how many people hooked on that, hooked on everything that they're willing to smoke, no matter what it may be? And like I said, if you can afford it and you can handle it and you got the mindset to deal with it, then deal with it. But you got some people smoking it, eating it, drinking it, edibles, drinkables, whatever. And... You know, what is the end result of all that? After a while, you're going to get some bad shit. That's just life. 
with everybody. Most people just say, oh, he OD'd. He didn't OD. He'd been doing drugs for years. He just got ran across some bad shit. You know? It always takes something to stop people if you are indulging in it real heavy. If you are, you got a sex addiction, after a while, you're going to get some STD, AIDS, or something that has to be related to what it is you're addicted to. Same with sex, the same with drugs. After a while, you keep on doing that coke or that hair rind, you're going to get some bad shit. And, but getting back to the whole soft aspect of life, we deal, the New Year's resolution that I'm going to personally make, and I know New Year's resolutions are made to be broken, but I'm just, I'm not catering to the soft anymore, man. I'm done. The do for and always hand over and, and, patent and patronize and support and all that shit. I'm not getting nothing back in return. I can't afford that no more. Because you don't want to put the work in. I'm supposed to sponsor anything you want to do. Or be behind it. Or lay a couple hundred on you to do this and do that. And and I'm watching you do stupid shit. And I'm still watching you. And I paid off your last stupid ass venture. You know? After a while, we, we got to stop that shit because it's going to put us in the poorhouse. You know, but like I said, think about it and, uh, you know, there's some soft motherfuckers out here. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. That was a good one, Papa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He laying out the Papa. facts. Facts. Yeah, Papa said toughen up. Toughen up. Yep. Toughen up. Yeah. Stop being so damn soft. Yep. Yeah, they soft. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. All right, Kettle, where are we going? Well, we're going to break it up a little bit. We're going to lighten it up. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. We're going to uh-huh. lighten it up with, with the weird news. Oh, man, weird news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. We're going into the weird news. Let's do it. Come, Come on with it. All right, I'm up first. I got a crazy one for y'all about ants. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to observe this, but this is this is some wild stuff. There was an internet user who goes by the name of Octopus Caveman. That's what he goes by on the internet. His son owns an ant farm, and he posted this interesting story based on something he had observed a year ago. He said, "My son put some tricks cereal." You know, trick cereal, tricks are for kids, that cereal. He put, his son put some trick cereal in his, inside of his ant farm, and instead of the ants eating it, the ants dug up all the dead ants that were there inside the ant farm and piled them up on top of the trick cereal. And he said, I'm not sure what that means, but I'm not eating trick cereal anymore. And I thought about that, and I thought, man, that's that's pretty crazy. Because Trix, isn't that one of those sweet, sweetened cereals, sugary cereals? And normally, you know, ants are attracted to sugary things, right? But the ants didn't eat it. They dug up dead ants that were, you know, wherever inside of this little ant farm and set them up on top of the Trix cereal. (laughs) That was pretty crazy, right? So the question was, why are they using Trix cereal as a sugary graveyard? Well, there's several theories surrounding this particular funerary practice of ants. 
And, you know, people are saying, well, maybe they were building, like, petal graveyards around the dead animals, similar to the way bees do that, how they carry the corpse to a pile. Uh, another theory had to do with the sanitation behavior that you see in some social insects like ants, bees, wasps, and termites, all of which are known to carry the dead bodies of their members to a colony elsewhere. Uh, and then they were saying some social insects that live in complex colonies like ants use a variety of pheromones to communicate messages. You know, the pheromones are like that scent that they can pick up from each other. But which, of course, figures that they would be sensitive to those chemical signals from plant materials and sugary cereals. So ants have been observed putting fragrant material around dead insects either as a means to protect it as a meal or to conceal the location of it so that, you know, predators or whoever would come along and eat it won't smell it. All they'll smell is, you know, I guess whatever they put around it. Alternately, it could be that the cereal itself is giving off the stench of death in the form of oleic acid. Squashed and dead ants emit oleic acid, and as an adaptation, it lessens the spread of pathogens and, uh, let me get this word right, necrophoresis, which um, which you can see the ants gather smelly dead ants and carry them away to a dedicated tomb. Um, and they said that even some ant colonies have specialized undertaker ants that do nothing but carry away dead ants, just like undertakers. That's what they do. So... <laughs> The bottom line, as they said, it might be worth requesting a few tricks in your casket if you want some company in the grave after people get buried. Now, how crazy is that? I tell you what, okay. if, if I had small kids, they will not be eating mm. trick cereal. <laughs> oh, that's right, guys. Something going yeah. on with this trick cereal Why the ants. Wow are digging up dead ants and sitting them on top of pieces of tricks. I don't know. There's something strange with that. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. that's, that's my weird news. Okay. <clears throat> Couldn't get no weirder than that. I don't know. We're going to say in uh, Japan, uh, sets loose a creepy robot monster rules that can replace human hunters. So every year, Japan uh, sustains nearly $120 million in crop damage, mostly due to wild animals. Um, in some instances, the, the animals roam around neighborhoods and frighten residents. Um, this coupled with the fact that the number of licensed hunters in Japan has dropped by 91%. Now, in an attempt to prevent attacks and save crops, towns in Japan are installing robot wolves to um, bark at animals and scare them away. Farmer and rural residents are investing in products such as the UD4JH hunting drone from REO Japan. The gadgets cost about $11,000, what, $300, and can do things like bark over a loudspeaker and and shoot fireworks. The barks can be heard on the ground even when the drone is 328 feet in the air. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. You said they shoot fireworks, this thing? 
this wolf robot thing? That's no, it wild. just scares. It has no. It has the red eyes and everything. It's just um, no. It, it barks over a loudspeaker and shoot. Oh yeah, shoot fireworks. Yeah, that's okay. crazy. Well, Eleven thousand dollars. You better do something. Better get off the damn thing and dance too. <laughs> no, that's Ooh, right. Boy, yeah. And it does um, sounding howls and other frightening. Other frightening uh, noise as well. So I guess you know it's going to help. I guess I don't know, but it's a scary thing. I see a picture over here, but it's just scary. It is okay. I wonder if the animals are falling for it. That's a good question. I don't know. Possible. Who knows? All right, for eleven thousand dollars, you better do something. <laughs> I know that's right. Okay, that that right. seems extreme, but you know they say they're losing all that money in crops. Got to do something. Okay, wow. These are the weird roundups for the week for the year. All right, Papa Didi, what's your last weird news of 2022? Well, this is this is about uh, Marco the pit bull. He's a, they call it a dog cat. A, a dog cat? Yeah, he 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 uh. He was taken from the shelter into a house full of cats. Hmm. So now he wants to do everything the cats do. Oh, my goodness. Flying through the air, jump on the refrigerator, jump on the counter, although he don't always make it. Bangs his head, bangs his legs, falls on the ground. He's a mess, but it doesn't stop him, though, from, from mocking the cats and doing what the cats do. It's really weird how... An animal in another animal's environment wants to do everything the other animal is doing. That's weird. So he he's even on a on a on a uh, online has followers, and they actually showing him doing different things that the cats do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's crazy. He's you know he's called is Marco he a, Marco the cat dog. He's a pit bull. Is he a little dog? Well, pit yeah, bulls are. Well, he was a puppy, so that's how he was able to learn. When he when he came along when he came across the cats he was a puppy like they were kittens oh. so he thought he was one of them but they're jumping and running on countertops and everything he's trying to do it but he he always has a crash landing doesn't make the counter <laughs> but baby. it doesn't stop him though he ain't broken no legs or nothing but uh it's amazing how and he's got that reputation of being a cat dog because mm. he's trying to do everything they do you know but. Uh, but he, like I said, he's online, and uh, I guess if you pull up Marco the cat dog, wow. you might be able to find it. So okay, Marco the cat dog, pit bull, jumped across furniture like a cat. That must be a wild thing to watch. Yeah, and pit bulls get pretty big, and damn right they so do. So I'm sure once he got bigger, he's still trying to get up on. But they need to put him around some other dogs. Yeah, that would help. It sounds like he's having a, what they call an identity crisis. Oh, God bless him. All righty. Well, let's see. We can, we could take a quick break before we go into, I'm just saying. Is that good? Everybody good for that? Sounds good to me. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with, I'm just saying, on the Pajama Party Show, no calls, please. Hang in there. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show 
we've added a new segment to the show called the Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on out of your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the Kiss It List, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our Kiss It List, hit us on Twitter at Party and use hashtag KissIt, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude. Oh, you're on the kiss it list. All right, welcome back to the John Party. My name is Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Um, schwa, darling. All right, take it away, uh, Red Wine, what I'm just saying. Okay, tonight I actually have an essay Uh-oh. that I wanted to share with everybody. It's about Imagine America Without Black People. That's something to think about. This is actually an excerpt from the Good Men Project that... um. I just want to share with you all, so bear with me. Imagine navigating city streets without traffic lights. Imagine what it would be like if we didn't have jazz, reggae, the blues, rock and roll, hip-hop, R&B, soul music, among other genres. Imagine if we had no home security system. Imagine not being able to transfer certain types of food without refrigerated trucks. Imagine desktop computers without color monitors or if we still had to risk injury or death by manually closing elevator doors. Imagine what basketball would have been like without Michael, LeBron, Kobe, Magic, Steph, Dr. J, Bill Russell, Wilt, and Kareem, just to name a few. Imagine if our light bulbs didn't stay on for very long, or if we had many more spam calls than you would have without caller ID. Imagine poetry without Langston Hughes. Maya Angelou or Gwendolyn Brooks or New York without subways. Imagine laundry without ironing boards. Imagine films without Denzel Washington, Will Smith, Morgan Freeman, Sidney Poitier, Samuel L. Jackson and Jamie Foxx or without Viola Davis, Halle Berry, Angela Bassett or Kimberly Elise. Imagine life without the music of Count Basie, Beyonce, Michael Jackson, Prince, Duke Ellington, Louis Armstrong, Run DMC, Art Blakey, Aretha, Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, Jimi Hendrix, Alicia Keys, Diana Ross, and John Legend. And we know that list is never ending. Imagine if we still heard a busy signal when trying to call somebody that was on the other line. Or if there was literature and journalism without James Baldwin, Alex Haley, W.E.B. Du Bois, and Ida B. Wells. Imagine if the modem high-speed supercomputer had never been invented or sports without athletic genius of Muhammad Ali, Serena Williams, Tiger Woods, Jim Brown, Jackie Joyner-Curacy, Hank Aaron, Bo Jackson, or Bob Gibson. Imagine how even more unevolved we would be as a society if nobody ever got into good trouble. If we never had Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or Malcolm X 
or Frederick Douglass, Rosa Parks, Cor- Cornel West, Angela Davis, and Sojourner Truth. Or if there was never a Baynard Rustin, Joanne Robinson, Dorothy Height, John Lewis, and Julian Bond. Imagine how many more American soldiers would have died of smallpox without new techniques to administer vaccines a century ago. Imagine comedy without Richard Pryor, Red Fox, Eddie Murphy, Kevin Hart, Chris Rock, or Dave Chappelle, or Tiffany Haddish, Wanda Sykes, Dick Gregory, and Key and Peele. Imagine if chefs never had Worcestershire sauce or a world without blood banks to preserve plasma. What if we didn't have lamps so that we could read before bed or if we could sweep the floors without a dustpan? Imagine if farmers never had discovered crop rotation or if we didn't have folding chairs. What if DJs and musicians never learned about sampling and mixing music with other music? Imagine if the gas mask was never invented or golfing without tees. Imagine there was never a Jackie Robinson or a Jesse Owens. Imagine if people didn't have suspenders to hold up pants. Well, actually, don't imagine that. Imagine how ugly our front lawns would be without sprinklers, or if we had to use rotary dial telephones, or imagine the Supreme Court without Thurgood Marshall. Imagine television talk shows without Oprah Winfrey, or if nail art was never popularized, or if sneakers were only worn by playing sports and we were still stuck wearing penny loafers for our everyday shoes. Or ladies, imagine if there were never hoop earrings. Imagine where your loved ones would be without life-saving pacemakers, or if we could treat our or if we couldn't treat our elderly or others with cataracts without causing extreme pain. Imagine if none of our cool clothes had logos on them or awesome hoodies were never popularized and so many other countless fashion styles. And imagine your childhood without the super soaker water gun. Just take a deep breath and be grateful that we don't have to imagine. These are just some of the things that were invented and created by black people in America. So imagine what America would have been like if none of these things or none of these people ever existed or if these things weren't invented. Just think about it and look them up. You heard all the names. If you don't know what they did or what their contribution was, look them up. So imagine what America would be like without black people. That was deep. That was deep. A lot of these things that we as blacks invented wouldn't wouldn't be in use. We wouldn't have it. You're right. We wouldn't yeah. be able to function. So good point. Yeah. That and was that's a good just a part of That was uh, yeah. information compiled by the the Good Men Project. You mm-hmm. can look up there what they do, but the Good Men, Good Men Project. I was astonished. I didn't realize that some of these things, like the ability to have elevator doors close automatically, I didn't realize that that was a black person who invented that. <laughs> of course, they don't want us to know our history. That's the problem. There you go. They don't tell us. Yeah. Well, we had to create our own schools and create our own things, you know. It's sad, but it's true. Yep. 
Okay. But, you know, okay. we're like a, a Timex watch. We take a licking and keep on ticking. <laughs> All right. I've heard, I've heard that in a while. <laughs> I know. That's going back, right? All right, Papa Didi. I'm handing you the mic. It's time for Living for the City. Living for the City. What's happening in the city? <laughs> Man, what's not happening in the yeah, city? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what's not happening in the city? You know, it seems like this is a real time of evidence um, for not not so much the the words of the song "Living for the City," but the meaning behind it. I mean, we we have so many people in our race that are living for the city, living just enough to get by. You know, they're 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 surviving. They're not even living. They're surviving. And a lot of people, the sad part is when people don't even notice it or they don't even care. You know, I go through some neighborhoods and, and it's just dark. You know, it's dark by design. Whether people either busted out the street lights or didn't call the city to tell them that the light burned out. You know, and when people sit up there in a dark community because they like it. You know, sometimes you sit in the dark because you think you can see at people and people can't see at you. It's almost like, you know, what are you, what are you hiding from or why are you so undercover? And it just, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it, you almost want to question the house that they're sitting at or in front of. Whose name is on that house? Who owns that house? I mean, are they living there rent-free because the parents are dead and that's the house that was left, but now there's no electricity there or something? Or, I mean, there's so many, so many stories in the, in the next city, you know, of people, of, of uh, living for the city arrangements or situations. And, it's, and a lot of times it's not just done by us. It's what's being done to us. And it's what's being neglected by others around us. But then if we don't step up, then... How do we expect anybody else to step up? But when you go through a neighborhood and it's dark, and there's just a bunch of people that are just sitting around enjoying the dark, it's just kind of one, kind of let you know for a minute to think that these people just do not mind that look, you know, mm-hmm. that whole survival look. And it's in every city that you come across. Everybody is. In that so-called, I'm just surviving mode and I don't care. I mean, I've gotten to the point now that when I go in different places and I try to encourage other people, that when you go in these stores at night into a neighborhood that you see where there's a bunch of people hanging around, you know, just take cash in your pocket in there. You don't need your pocketbook and you damn sure don't need your wallet, you know, because the neighborhood is watching you. You know, you pull up in a, what's the name of that chicken joint they're building all around now? Oh, Royal Farms. Royal Farms. Royal Farms are getting real popular everywhere. And, you know, chicken is an attraction like anything else. But you go into a Royal Farms, let's say, in a place, uh, I'll just pick a place in Maryland. Let's say somewhere like a Temple Hills or something like that. You know, not to put down that city, but I really don't give a fuck. If you do different, then people will see you different. But you go in that area where they have a, a row of farms, and 
people just hanging around there like it was the, the hangout joint, you know? Now, the owners of Royal Farms, I'm sure when they built it, they had great intentions of it being a an establishment. You know, Royal Farms open 24-7, and they bang a chicken out 24-7. And if there's one thing people of color eat is chicken, okay? Chicken all day, chicken all night. I remember back when we was poor, and people used to say, Oh, boy, what's better than cold chicken? More cold chicken. More cold chicken. Hmm. Right? That was the answer. What's better than cold chicken? More cold chicken. Anyway, that was just a joke from back in the day. Hmm. Anyway, all of a sudden you look up in this rural farms, and I'm sure that company had no intentions of making it a corner thug joint. And that neighborhood has become the corner thug joint. And you roll up to get gas because rural farms also has gas. So you want to get some gas. You say, well, then let me get some chicken. And it's around 1130 midnight. But now all the thugs is hanging out in front of the joint like it's become a new thug joint. And the cops ain't around because, you know, they figure, fuck it. We ain't trying to get shot, you know. We're working eight hours and going home, you know. We'll come there if you need us. We'll come there if you call. And they make their rounds there. I'm not going to put the police down. They roll through there every now and then. But once they leave, the thugs come back up. And then you get off into a halfway decent car, a nice SUV or whatever. You pull up with your significant other. And y'all get out the car. Y'all just coming from a, a get-together, a fashion show, or wherever you were. And you're halfway dressed or whatever. And she gets out the car. She has her pocketbook. And you're looking dap, and y'all, you know, but these thugs are watching you the whole time. So while you in there getting some chicken or something, somebody's scoping your car on the outside. And now people scoping you out on the inside. So now when you come out, nobody mess with your car, but as you come out, a little guy who is a fucking track star in real life, he snatches your woman's pocketbook. He runs behind the damn store and takes off. Now, what do you do? As a smart person, you just say, fuck it. Get in the car. I'll call the cops, yada, yada, yada. Don't chase the motherfucker. Don't chase the motherfucker in, your, in their neighborhood at midnight in the back of a store. You don't know shit about that neighborhood. You just get in your car and call the cops. But the lesson is that is why are you taking your pocketbook in a store at midnight? When you should have went in your pocketbook, grabbed a $20 bill, and went in there and brought your goddamn chicken. You know, that's almost what we have to do today. Some people may say, well, I'm going to still do this, I'm going to do that, but nah. The smart thing to do, and you can still get robbed without the damn pocketbook. But that's just the state of mind that the people are at. And sometimes it ain't all black people, it's just the people that, that, got, that ain't got their head right. They're looking for that fix or looking for that whatever, or they're just career criminals and just trying to do some shit. And in most cases, when you see a setup like that outside of a place, just don't go in there. Just keep it moving. Get your gas somewhere else. You got enough gas for tomorrow? Take your ass home and get that gas tomorrow. Be smart out there in society at night. Just like on New Year's Eve. My, my suggestion with New Year's Eve if you go anywhere at New Year's Eve, if, you, if you're going to leave there by 12, 1230, 1 o'clock at the latest, if you're going to leave your New Year's Eve party, leave there at 1 o'clock at the latest, at the fucking latest. But if you're not going to leave by 1, you better spend the night. 
because between 2 and 5 in the morning on New Year's Eve, them streets are dangerous as shit. People have been drinking their ass off. I remember when I worked in New York years ago. I, I had an office in New York in the train station right there where you could see everybody getting off the train, walking down the corridor, going out to Times Square. I would see the same girls around 11 o'clock walking past my office. They were dressed like little Cinderella queens. But by the time they came back from Times Square, they were fucked up. They were throwing up, looking like shit. They were. They looked at horrible. The same people you seen two hours ago looking like little queens walking by your desk, walking by the door. They had a glass door out front. A couple of hours later, they're sitting because the trains ain't running until 4 o'clock in the morning. So they sit in different corners throwing up. I mean, you know, New Year's Eve is amateur hour, you know? Because <laughs> you got to realize, every year, somebody's turning 21. Every year, somebody's turning 18. And they want to experience New Year's Eve for the first They drive in New Year's Eve for the first time. They're drunk behind the wheel for the first time. Just watch yourself. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Oh, my goodness. All right. Ooh. That was a good one. Last thing of the year. All right, Papa. Mm-hmm. Well, well, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot to chew on. A lot to chew on. Yeah. Yeah, sure All right, Papa Well, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. For the yeah. for the wisdom and the advice. Uh, all right, Carol, we're gonna turn it over to you. It's time for us mm-hmm. our Hollywood wrap up with Carol. You ready for the intro, Papa Didi? We're at that point already. Mm-hmm. We are there already. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Papa D, do you think? We're going straight in? We're going straight in. Sure. Let's do it. All right. Hollywood. Ba, 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 Hollywood. Take it away. Hello, hello. This is the last Hollywood wrap-up of 2022. Um, going to talk about a different world. Uh, they had a, a reunion on, of course, the Red Table Talk. The cast of the hit series, A Different World, is celebrating 35 years. Wow. wow. It's the 35th anniversary. Um, they appeared on the big talk table. Jasmine Guy, Kadeem Hardison, Dawn Lewis, uh, Daryl Lewis, Daryl M. Brown, uh, Creed Summer, Glenn Truman, and uh, Debbie Allen. They also had a, um, a special... Um, uh, Surprise message from Patty LaBelle also. She played um, Kadeem Hardison's mom. Um, so um, that aired, um, that particular show aired on December 19th. So you guys got to check it out. Weird Table Talk, the uh, reunion of the uh, different world cast. Wow. Look the same. They just look older, that's all. All right. Mm-hmm. So were you guys fans of different worlds? Yeah, it was a good show. It had a little, nice little message to it. Did they mention okay. anything about right. uh, Sinbad? Because I know he's not doing well. Anybody uh, say anything no. about my brother? No, okay. no, they didn't mention about Sinbad. Yeah, um, also, yeah, he's not doing too well, but, uh, you know, everybody's sending their love and their prayers to him, so we'll see what happens. Right. 
Um, also, Wendy Williams returns to social media to promote a pod- her podcast. The legendary talk show host shared a video to show off um, merch for her podcast. All right. Let's see what's going to happen with that. I hope it's going to last. Um, it's just she's been going through some changes, but, uh, you know, with her son and herself still as well. So we'll see. See what happens. Um, also back in the news, Bill Cosby. Uh, Cosby served nearly three years in prison for criminal sexual assault before being freed in 2021. He's talking about coming back on tour, uh, comedy tour, 2023. So that will be interesting to see who is going to attend the shows. Did you guys mm-hmm. attend this show? Mm-hmm. No, I think I would pass. Pass on that. All right. Uh, I'm yeah, I was okay. Also, uh, Donald Glover will reportedly star in the Spider-Man movie. Okay. Um, Donald Glover slated to star and produce a feature film for Sony Pictures, Spider-Man Universe. Hmm. The project, uh-huh. um, which does not currently have a title, will reportedly follow the a hypno hustler, a more distant villain, uh, villain in the Marvel Comics domain. Miles Murphy, son of actor Eddie Murphy, is attached as a writer on the film. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Okay. Didn't know his son was writing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. You never know, you know, what folks are doing, I guess. Look, Murphy got a, got enough children, so hey, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, Trey Songz, he is back in the news. Uh, another violent attack. He hit a bowling alley uh, worker because um, he was trying to go into the restroom with a female guest. Oh, my God. That's the New York City bowling alley where Trey Songz allegedly assaulted two people. His altercation was spurred by an employee attempting to stop songs from going to the woman's bathroom with a female companion. What is the problem? Is going on? Just because you think you trade on you can do is stuff? a freak. That's the problem. He's Trey crazy. Songs is a freak. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. he's a freak. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. We want to see what's going to happen with that case. Yeah, he's just gotten too much, uh, whatever, altercation. I'm like, is the guy tripping or what? Um, also, Tyler Perry lands a four-film uh, four deal with Amazon Prime. Oh, doesn't surprise me. Mr. Amazon, he's getting huh. into the movie business, huh? He's taking uh, many talents to Amazon Studios with four feature films. Okay. The lucrative partnership was announced on Monday, with Perry being given creative control to write, direct, and produce four movies. Each will be released exclusively on Prime Video and stream in other 240 countries internationally. All right. You know, he's supposed to deal with... uh, Okay. uh, Yeah. Uh, You know, he's supposed to deal um, a couple years ago with BET+. He created... uh, Four series, the Oval, Bruh, and Sisters. I don't know why, but 
I don't know how that can see a warm bra. Um, also, some feature films, Jasmine Blues, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, Medea Homecoming and uh, Fall from Grace. Now, Fall from Grace was one of his best, better movies, so I enjoyed that one. So, um, yeah. But we shall see what, what other movies he's going to come out with. Amazon Prime. Okay. And, uh,. Last but not least, um, you guys need to start streaming um, on Peacock, The Best Man Final Chapter. If you haven't started watching it, um, it's a nail-biter. I mean, you can't get away from the TV. I've seen one and a half episodes, so um, I'm going to keep watching, but it's pretty good. So that's The Best Man Final Chapter. Check it out. Okay, I might have to catch up. All right. Yeah, you want, you want to catch up. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that. Right. I, I I kept hearing about it because I originally thought that that was going to be a movie. I did. I too. didn't realize yeah. it was going to be a series. That is interesting. It's eight episodes. So yeah, let's see what's going to happen. Ah. Okay. All right. Have you started watching it yet, Papa Didi? No, I was watching the other series I recommend, Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone, man. I, okay. I can't get enough of that, boy. That's, that's I, mean, I have seen series. a couple of those. It really was good. Tulsa King is a good series. I was he, all he prepared like, not to like it, but he has I about did six like series. it. He has about six episodes out so far. And, um, and you know, one mm-hmm. thing I want to comment, too, which you said about Tyler Perry, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to get him paid because Amazon is making money or whatever the case may be. But everybody mm-hmm. is not everybody is not subscribed to Amazon Prime. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what you mm-hmm. need to look at in the black. Because, for example, the Dallas Cowboys played last night on Amazon Prime. And how many people mm-hmm. saw that? you got to wait till a day later to see that football game on NFL Network. So that game oh, is playing okay. tonight. That game's playing tonight on NFL Network, but it's a repeat because mm-hmm. they know a lot of people do not have Amazon Prime. So Thursday well, night football I, I, is not seen. I'm sorry. That's that? probably the go-getter, um, you know, the football aspect. And then he's going to bring in some black viewers or black subscribers for Amazon Prime now if we're not already on there. <laughs> you know, well, he, he definitely needs to promote it. You know. He needs to promote mm-hmm. for people to subscribe because there are not a lot of people that subscribe to Amazon Prime. You know, if you if you're right. an Amazon Prime user or all, or you order Amazon, you may trip over it. But that's not a, a network that people are just stumbling over. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. but he'll, he'll you know he'll do but it. But you know, I I would say the same thing about Sirius XM. Sirius XM mm-hmm. has so much good stuff on there. But there's so many people who I come across, and when I mention it, they're like, oh, yeah, really? No, I don't have it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, you, there's so much good stuff. Yeah, you know, there's right. good talk radio. I mean, I'm not going to call out any of the channels. I'll just say there's good talk, there's good music, there's good medical channels that give health information, there's news channels, there's virtually something for everybody, stuff for the kids. They have so many options on there, and it's not expensive, but there's still so many people that are just not hip to it yet. And I don't know how they're advertising it. It almost seems like it's it's down the word of mouth. 
Yeah. It seems like it's like a kind of thing where if you know, you know. But, like, how often do you see commercials advertising Sirius XM? Yeah. But, you know, the cool thing about really Sirius don't. XM to me is the fact that it's on everywhere. No matter yeah. where you are, where you're traveling. I mean, you could be in Florida or you could be in California. I mean, if you, I mean, I won't say that, so that's a stretch. But if you're driving from, let's say, you know, Virginia to Florida, you got you got Sirius XM. You ain't got to deal with AM, FM, trying to find a station. No. Oh, Richmond, Richmond, Virginia. You Then you're trying to find the black stations as you go through Richmond. You know what I mean? Yeah, You know absolutely. how that works on FM radio. Well, that's, you know, not to advertise for them, but I will say, to your point, that I remember years ago I went to Phoenix, Arizona, and I had my – this is back when they had the little portable – Serious XM devices that you can get on the and, Yeah, you could just put it in your bag and take it. So I had my little device, and when I got to Phoenix, I had a rental car. I popped that thing in the car, and you know, did what you need to do to connect it. And I could still listen to the same channels that I listen to all the time. You know, back on the East Coast because it's all satellite. So it's not like you got to try to get the frequency. As long as your satellite signal is not blocked. You get your stations, but anyway, that's enough advertising. Yeah, we ain't advertising for them. They need to pay us now because we gave them some good advertising. Yeah, really, we, Series XM, yeah, y'all owe us some money. That was not advertisement. That was just to say that, uh, you know, it's not a bad thing to have. I ain't saying it's the greatest fucking thing since sliced bread. Yeah, but, but yeah. you know, back to the Prime uh, channel. Yeah, Prime channel. You really, that, it's, not, you know, it's not that it's not that frequent or not that popular. So, yeah, I think, you know, that's one of those it'll be slow to grow. So maybe to Kettle's point, when people realize that if you like Tyler Perry's yeah. stuff, projects, and you want to see them, if you're tired of seeing them. But Tyler Perry got to go out there and advertise it, too, because we all ain't got money like you, brother. So you got to turn us on to yeah. what the hell you got to do. I'm just saying, if you're tired of the repeats on, what is that, TBS, mm-hmm. that run his stuff back-to-back all the time. Oh, God. You might want to see something fresh. Meet the brown. Have to come up off of some cash. Exactly, all of that stuff. But anyway, it's time for, I can't believe this is the last Kiss It list of 2022. It's time for the Kiss It list, Papa Didi. Can you tell everybody what is the Kiss It show they butt, messed up big time. Um, The one I want to put as the poster boy of the year is that damn representative-elect George Santo and um, what's her name, uh, Marjorie Green. Oh yeah, they are the two male and female kissing of the of the year. Absolutely. Marjorie Green for being such a jerk off, and this boy Santos for lying his ass off. I really want to know what the hell is his life really like. He sounds like he's really a fucking park bum. I mean, if yeah. you're a park bum, just say you're a park bum because that's all the hell he is. Yeah, anyway. Well, I got another one, because we didn't get to cover this story tonight, but DeSantis, the Florida Governor DeSantis, uh, this one is on his administration, but he's behind it, so I'm going to put him on it, too. They have constantly having issues with the drag queen shows in Florida. So apparently there was a show recently in Miami that was advertised as a holiday Christmas drag queen show, they said that it has adult content. It was for mature audiences. 
And originally it was advertised. What was on? It was, no, it was a show like in an arena. It was in Miami. Oh. It was a live performance. And they advertised it to say it was for mature audiences and all of this. Mm-hmm. So then apparently there was some issue with them, I guess, excluding people from the audience. So then they say, well, it's open to everybody, but understand it's mature, you know, content. So as it turns out, I guess some parents brought kids. And then the Santos administration wants to come down on the people who put the show together and say, oh, this is a problem, you know, this is this and that, and we're going to shut you down, we're going to pass laws and all of this. And this is the second time they've gone after the drag queen shows. And I'm like, okay, we all know the Santos has an issue. But what's the age requirement for the show? Why would they well, when they it? say mature, that was the parents who did it. See, what happened is yeah, that the venue parents can only is get a, in if you let them in. No, the venue is a civic center. And the civic center said, okay, if you bring in minors, they have to be accompanied by an adult. Well, see, that's so the adults right there. came in and brought their kids. So my issue was, well, then the problem should be with the parents who brought the kids in, not with the performers or the venue. If the venue says, by law, we got to say it's open to everybody, but you told them it's adult content, then it's on the parents. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. It sounds like you all over the place on not you, but they're all over the place on this. First of all, I don't I don't I don't fault Santos for this at all. Because it sounds like the venue did not establish whether or not this shit was for kids or not. No, they did. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, then why the hell were kids let in? Because and that has to do with the venues. Got nothing to do with the government. That's what I'm saying. Because the venue got slammed for saying this is for mature people, adults, or 18 and up. But that's what it was, right? It was. Okay, so... And then there was some issue with the venue being being advertising it that way. So then they went back and changed it to say, it is a mature show. If you bring in minors, they have to be accompanied by a parent. Oh, but see, that's where, but that's where the government got involved. But it is for mature audiences. But that's where the government got involved because now you're not protecting the the interest now this is this is this, this is going to be some child abuse situations no, now but that's no different than a movie when they put the ratings on a movie and say children under a certain age right, have yeah, to be but accompanied wait a minute wait a minute now a movie what's the difference a movie because a movie is a movie and live shit is live shit okay when i'm going to see turtles fucking in on a movie or turtles fucking live i can see now when it's fucking live i can see the turtle's dick is what I'm saying. I mean, not for lack of a better analogy. But I'm analogy. just saying, if you're the parent and you take your kids to a drag show and it was advertised as a drag show, to me the problem is with the parent, exactly. not with the venue. Well, so why are you debating well, the, it? That's the, what the, I'm saying. The venue is given the affair. Right. So they control the narrative of what needs to be done there. Why didn't they put an age restriction on it and say, if you ain't 21, you can't come in? Because the law for that venue in that city says you can't just right. tell well, people then it has you to be cannot. Somewhere else. It has so to be somewhere else. all I'm saying is that DeSantos has been coming for the drag queens, period, because of his don't say gay policy and anything that looks like it ain't heterosexual, DeSantis and his people have a problem with it. And that's the point that I'm getting to. So all I'm saying is that they need to either figure it out or back off, but you can't have it both ways. All right, I'm going to move on. The the Gen Z and millennial 
uh, workers who have been paying a phone consultant $480 an hour to help them overcome their fear of talking on the phone. This is what's been going on out there. Because this group of people, and it's not all Gen Zs and all millennials, but there's a lot of them who have a fear in the workplace of having to speak on a telephone because they don't do it. All they do is text, text, tweet, post. So that's all they do. Were they working at or something? Well, this woman is a consultant who's charging people $480 an hour to help them overcome their fear of talking on the phone because they use their smartphones for everything but talking on the phone. So some of them are realizing now that they need to get some help with being able to actually hold phone conversations. And this woman is capitalizing on it and charging people 480 an hour, 480 an hour. So I'm putting all of them on the kiss it list because that sounds crazy and pathetic to me. Well, I'm, I'm going to put the Gen Zs and all of them on the kiss list too because I saw a guy in the bathroom the other day. This motherfucker did not put his phone down while he was pissing. He was texting something, and he repositioned himself. He grabbed his dick with his other hand, and he was texting. He put his phone in his other hand, and grabbed his dick again with the other hand. I was like, man, what the fuck? I almost pissed on the wall looking at this motherfucker. (laughs) I said to myself, what the fuck is he doing? And then let's talk about the ones that are walking with the cell phone that don't even look up. Yeah. How many times have you seen that? I mean, I was walking through a mall not long ago, and this guy came straight at me and I'm like what the fuck okay. I didn't know whether to go left or right because his head was down on the phone and he was coming straight at me mm-hmm. I was like look at this motherfucker and I move out the way and he's right by me Shoot. Oh, that's crazy Cattle how many times have you had somebody almost walk into your car going through a parking lot because they're looking at their phone too many times mm-hmm. and exactly. then I don't want to send people crossing the street on the phone you know yeah, you type I mean, something on the phone and you're walking across the street. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. And then when I was talking about, and I wasn't making jokes about this guy in the bathroom, but I really wanted to mm-hmm. ask him, Lily, what are you actually watching? Mm-hmm. Are you watching Instagram? Are you texting yeah. somebody? What what yeah. is the what is the Are subject? Are you on TikTok? What is the subject? Break what is the subject matter that got you so compelled? Mm-hmm. That's the question right there. All right, I'm going to keep moving. Next on the kiss it list is the Jackson, Mississippi administration because they still cannot or will not correct the water situation. That is still an ongoing problem in Jackson, Mississippi. That crap is ridiculous. People need to move, man. They need yeah. to move. They need to get the fuck out of there. Also, I got Donald Trump Jr. for claiming when he was asked that he did not know where $240 million of fundraising money that came in from their fight the uh, election yeah, result. Yeah, right. He don't know where the money went. He don't know where it is, where that it went. That cash nothing. money is buried, honey. Yeah, two hundred and forty million. Mm-hmm. You don't that know. Money, that money's buried. You don't know nothing about nothing. It ain't in nobody's banks. That shit is buried in a vault underground somewhere. You, you better. You believe. know they full of crap. Also, airlines that completely lost people's luggage. They're on the cancer list. And. Speaking of airlines, the passengers that are still going off on the planes and in the airports, people still out here acting a fool. Um, Texas Governor Abbott for sending those last three buses and plus all the other buses that he sent on Christmas Day 
to uh, Vice President Harris's home. Christmas Day in D.C., it was freezing, bone-chilling cold. And he said, three buses up here, no plan, no coordination, no communication. You just sending migrants. But there's more, there's more involved than that because it doesn't. It takes like five days by bus to get from Texas, three or four days to get to Texas. So other cities are involved in that whole trans, transfer. It's got to be. Uh, also, I've got Terrell Owens, your boy. Terrell oh. Owens is trying to get back on the Dallas Cowboys team. This man is 49. Oh, Why are you trying to play football again? But I tell you what, that brother has been one of the most in shape guys. Oh, I know he's. I, they said he was in great shape. He he he's ran the dash, whatever it is, hundred yard dash at a really good rate. But I'm saying, bro, you're 49. Find something else you can do to stay connected. He got babies out there. He need to provide for. Girl. I'm just saying, find something else to connect you to the team. But do you really want to get out there and play? I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Um, look at your boy, Brady. He's still out there. Yeah, he is. Yeah, what is he? Thirty? He's what? Thirty-nine now? Brady? What is Brady? he? Forty-three? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, thirty-nine. Okay. Brady's forty-five. Forty-five? Okay, he's forty-five. Yeah. He's up there. Mm-hmm. Well, Brady can't go home. Yeah. Oh, well. well I got well. I got ABC TV for hiring this guy that looks so much like T.J. Holmes to replace T.J. Oh, wow. Holmes. Yeah. Have you seen this guy? He looks at first glance, you would think it was him. You had to look twice before you realized, like, wait a minute, that's not T.J. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two mm-hmm. guys that tried to uh, – that we're in that plot to kill Governor Michigan, Governor of Michigan, Barry Croft Jr. and Adam Fox, and the last one on my kiss it list is Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon just welcomed his twelfth child. Mm. I'm just saying, Nick, come on now. He's a fertile myrtle. And he's still planning to have more. I don't understand why all these women are willing to. I'm guessing because they want to be well taken care of. Because obviously, if they're one of his children and he's got plenty of family money and his money, any of any of their children is going to be well taken care of along with the mother. Maybe that's why they all keep doing it. I don't know. I don't get it. But anyway, Kettle. Anybody else? Did I say Trump? Trump. Uh, we said Trump Jr. Let's put Trump Sr. on the kiss it list. And anybody else that was a jerk-off in the year 2022, consider yourself on the Kiss It list, too. Marjorie Green. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Green. We said her earlier. Yeah, for any and everything she says, she's on the Kiss It list. That's your girl. Huh. She wish. Anybody else? It's the roundup for 2022. Is that it? Going once. Going twice. So... We got something special for the last time this year for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. Here it is. Kiss my entire
All right, welcome back with John Party One Hills Papadino here with Kevin. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Well, we're down to the last word. Um, I guess I'll go first tonight. My last word for 2022 is be proud of what you have accomplished. Look forward to what you will accomplish and just stick with it. Sometimes things don't go like we want them to, but that doesn't mean you should quit. And that doesn't mean you should give up. Just stick in there. Sometimes it takes a while to get where you're trying to go. But if you stay on course, you'll eventually get there if you don't give up. So hang in there. Do what you're trying to do. Make it happen. Let 2023 be the year of make it happen. And a happy new year to everybody. Thanks for hanging with us in 2022. And that's my last word. Uh, Let's see, who's up next? Papa Didi, you want to go next? What's your last word for 2022? My last word is put the work in. You got to put the work in. You know, you got to you got to put the work in. I mean, I don't know what to say. What else to say? You got to do something every day that has to be productive. You know, to take care of what you have. You know, and with ownership comes responsibility. If you don't own nothing, then work on work on trying to own something so you can learn to be responsible. Because Probably the less shit you earn, the less shit that you own, the less responsible you are. So learn how to own some shit. When I say own, you can even be renting. It means you're still responsible, but less responsibility means, you know, less ownership means less responsibility. So own some shit so you can be more responsible. All right. Kettle, what's your last word for 2022? All right. Um, I'm going to leave out short and sweet. Um, Al Green His peace, love, and happiness For 2023 That's it for me Okay then Well that'll wrap it up for us For 2022 We want to again thank everybody For just you know For rocking with us throughout this year We hope you've been enjoying the shows We hope you tell some folks About the pajama party And uh, we're going to crank it up For a whole nother year Starting in 2023, Friday nights at 9 o'clock. Thank you so much for hanging with us. And uh, I guess that's it. We How long have... has it been? About five, six years now? Seven oh, years? gosh. I think it's been at least seven now. I don't know. I lost track. I'm enjoying it too much. Yeah. <laughs> Since 2014, so about eight years almost. Yeah. All right, finish. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, time flies when you're having fun. All right. All right. Well, we're going to sign off for the last time for 2022, and we'll see you guys in 2023. You going to say good night, Papa Didi? Good night, everybody. Happy New Year. Say good night, Kettle. Good night, and thanks for listening. And this is Red Wine saying bonsoir until 2023. Happy New Year. Feliz Nueve New. What is it? Feliz Nueve Año. Feliz Nueve Año. I had to think about it. Feliz Nueve Año. No, that's Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Feliz Nueve Año. All right. We're out. Peace and love. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Aravadeci, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. 
Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Oh, Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Party cool, people will be you.